What's happening, everybody? Justin, Bridgewater's Finest on YouTube, Blockbuster underscore guy on Twitter. We are fueled by Nerd Tees this morning because it is before 9 a.m. on a Sunday, and we are here once again, as is tradition, because the NHL are absolute turds and give me no time at all to get these predictions out. But that's okay, because welcome to the Eastern and Western Conference Finals predictions in the NHL tournament to award the 2020 Stanley Cup. We take a few sips of our wonderful blueberry tea from nerdtees.ca. Make sure you hit that promo code BWFINEST. Save yourself some money and get free shipping on any order over 100 bucks if you live in Canada. So the second round of these playoffs came to a glorious end last night with a Game 7 between Philadelphia and the New York Islanders, which actually resulted in my third perfect series prediction of these playoffs, and that leads us naturally into, hey, how did I do in the second round picks? If you'll remember, through the first round, my picks were 5-3 and three in terms of the series predictions. I had two perfect series predictions in the first round, that being Vegas in five games over Chicago and Colorado in five games over Arizona. So we were sitting at 5-3, and three, had a couple of perfects, felt pretty good. In the Eastern Conference, I went 2-0. I got both the series correct. That was Tampa Bay over Boston. And I did take the New York Islanders over Philadelphia, if you'll remember correctly. And that was my third perfect series prediction of these playoffs because I took the Islanders exactly in seven games. So to get our third perfect feels pretty darn good. Over on the other side in the Western Conference, I split the difference. I went 1-1. One and one. I took Vegas over Vancouver. I did not take the Dallas Stars to beat Colorado. So props to the Stars. They got it done. So, 3-1 and one in the second round of the four series. Got one series absolutely perfect with the right number of games. That has me sitting 8-4 and four with the series predictions so far in these playoffs, including three of those eight with the perfect number of games. Feels good, man. I said it yesterday on Twitter, I'll say it here again. Not bad for a YouTuber. That sets us up with an Eastern Conference Final of the number two seeded Tampa Bay Lightning taking on the number six seed, which was a true number seven from the qualifying round, the New York Islanders. And on the Western Conference side of things, the number one seeded Vegas Golden Knights taking on the number three seeded Dallas Stars. Obviously very easy to call the New York Islanders the underdogs of these playoffs, but look, the Dallas Stars, I don't think a lot of people predicted Dallas to make it to the Western Conference Final, so look, big props to them, they got this far. Now before we get into the predictions for the Eastern and Western Conference Finals, I thought it would be prudent at this point to start talking about, hey, who might our Con Smythe frontrunners be? I've kind of mentioned it a little bit here and there in the last couple of uh, predictions episodes, but now is re really where we get down to the nitty gritty. There's only four teams left. It really narrows down our options. I think if you're looking at someone that's in a crease, it's got to be Andre Vasilevsky. He's got to be head and shoulders the front runner here from a goaltending perspective. He's got the most wins in these playoffs. He has played every second of his team's games. He's the only remaining goaltender left that can say that. No one else has been in net for the Lightning besides Vasilevsky. A 931 save percentage, goals against average under two. He has been phenomenal in these playoffs. If there's any goaltender that's being looked at, it's got to be Vaz. 
A lot of great goal scorers left in this thing as well. Denis Gurianov is having an incredible playoff. Eight goals and 15 points. Alex Tuck also has eight goals. Joe Pavelski still around with eight goals. Anthony Beauvillier is up there for the New York Islanders. A big logjam of guys with seven. Obviously, my East Coast bias, my Canadian bias, I want to say Nathan McKinnon, even though he's on a team that's been eliminated, he's still leading the playoffs with 25 points, but obviously that won't happen for a, a player on a team that got knocked out in the second round. But look, Miro Heiskanen, Heiskanen's still here, he's having a phenomenal playoff, he is second in playoff scoring, well tied for second in playoff scoring, as a defenseman, 5 goals, 16 points, Sorry, 16 assists for 21 points. He's having a phenomenal offensive playoff. Not to be outdone, Braden Point, 6 goals, 12 helpers, 18 points. He's also a plus 7, playing very important, basically top-line minutes, I believe, for the Tampa Bay Lightning. Josh Bailey is having an excellent playoff. Could somebody even take a look at a guy like Alec Martinez, a plus 12 in over 22 minutes of ice time. He's having an excellent defensive playoff. Obviously, there's a lot of really good names here. I'm interested in hearing from you in the comments section below. Who do you think is your Con Smythe frontrunner as we sit now on the precipice of the conference finals? All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's go. Eastern and Western Conference Finals predictions. We will start in the Eastern Conference, the series that was just determined last night. The number two Tampa Bay Lightning getting to quote-unquote play host, since even though they're playing on neutral ice, to the New York Islanders, a true number seven seed, it's weird to me because it feels like Tampa Bay has been talked about as having been in trouble so much in these playoffs and yet Tampa Bay's 10 and 3. They've won 10 games including, you know, going back to the round robin games. They're 10 and 3. The the last two series they've won in 5 games. They've won them both handily and then including the three games they played in the round robin. Tampa Bay has been essentially cruising here and it's not just on the back of great goaltending that certainly helps but I mean look they're playing a whole team game Tampa Bay is for real in these playoffs the Islanders obviously they struggled with the Philadelphia Flyers they're supposed to Philly was the number one seed that series goes to seven games this is the series obviously that has the most sort of going against it I think from a quality of hockey perspective because these two teams are now having to travel to Edmonton to enter the Edmonton bubble because like they're basically closing the Toronto bubble down entirely these two teams get to travel to Edmonton so now everybody is playing on the same ice and that's where these playoffs are going to end so these two teams having to pick up and travel I've no idea how they don't have to quarantine after doing this, but I'm sure the NHL has figured out a way around that. But these are the teams that have to travel. I believe Tampa traveled yesterday. The Islanders either would have traveled late last night or would be traveling this morning to turn around and play their first game on Monday. So these two teams at an incredible disadvantage, certainly relative to the two Western Conference teams remaining. Season series between these two teams saw two victories in three games for the underdog New York Islanders. They outscored Tampa Bay 11-6 in those three games. That's five and three quarters goals per game. We'll see some offense in this series for sure. 
Because obviously this series was not decided upon until last night, there are currently no betting odds. Um, if Vegas Insider doesn't have the betting odds, the betting odds don't exist yet. So I'm sure that they will come out uh, eventually, probably later today, because obviously game one is tomorrow. So once those do come out, and once I do see that we have them, I'll throw them in the comments section below on the YouTube video. So those series odds will be in the comments there, and you'll also have my pick if I'm going to make one. Scoring so far in these playoffs, the Tampa Bay Lightning have scored 39 goals in 13 games, so exactly three goals per game. That's come from 13 different goal scorers, Braden Point leading the way for the Lightning with six of those 39 goals. The New York Islanders, who enter this series at 11-5, and five, by the way, have scored 54 goals from 16 different goal scorers. Anthony Bovillier leads the way for this team with 8 goals, but there's a logjam behind him at 7. The offensive potency of the New York Islanders has been one of the most surprising aspects of them in these playoffs. These are things offensively that I did not expect the New York Islanders to be capable of. As a matter of fact, of the four teams remaining, they're arguably the highest scoring offense. In terms of goaltending, as I mentioned, Andre Vasilevsky has played every second of Tampa Bay's 13 games. He's turned aside 389 of the 418 shots that he has faced. That's a 931 save percentage. Vasilevsky is playing on a whole nother level right now. But the tandem in New York of Semyon Varlamov and now Thomas Grice, who looks like maybe he's taken over this crease, They've stopped 400 of 431 shots. That's a 928 save percentage. So they're certainly playing up to par. This is going to turn into a little bit of a goaltender's duel, maybe. Maybe I'm, I'm overrating the offensive capability in this series. On the analytical side of things, Corsi Fenwick and PDO, Tampa Bay with a very significant advantage on the Corsi scale in terms of possession, a 5 percentage points higher on the Corsi scale than are the New York Islanders. Tampa Bay loves to possess the puck and drive play. Now on Fenwick, it's a lot closer. It's only a 1.1% advantage for the Tampa Bay Lightning. So that's obviously significantly less than on the Corsi scale. Teams are much more even. In terms of PDO, as we've mentioned, puck luck, it, we've talked about it a bunch. And once again, what did I say? PDO comes back down to earth and it has every team, the highest teams in PDO so far in these playoffs are now in that 103 range, which we talked about before. But the New York Islanders, one of the highest PDOs in these playoffs so far, a 2.2% advantage on the PDO scale over Tampa Bay. Obviously, the Islanders have been underdogs the whole way through these playoffs, except for, I guess, the first matchup in the qualifying round where they played Florida, where they were very clearly the better team. But since then, it's been difficult opponents, man, and the Islanders have been up to the task every single time. I think Barry Trotz, personally, is the best coach in the NHL. Because I think he gets the most out of whatever he's got in front of him. That is what led the Islanders to beat Washington. That is what led the Islanders to beat Philadelphia. Washington's a great hockey team. Philadelphia is a team that really turned it on in the second half of the season. They're a great hockey team. The Islanders toppled them both. This is their third straight great 
hockey team that they have to play in a seven game series. I feel like Tampa Bay will be able to do some of the same things defensively that the Philadelphia Flyers were able to do. The difference between the Flyers and the Lightning is the Lightning get those goals that the Flyers just simply were not able to get in that last round against the Islanders. I think Tampa gets a few more of them. I gotta go with the Lightning in this series. Look, I've ridden with the Islanders uh, the last couple of rounds. Like, I took them over Washington. I took them over Philadelphia. I can't take them over Tampa Bay here. Tampa Bay feels like the best team between these two, and they've felt like a team that I haven't been paying enough attention to for the fact that they're 10-3 and in these playoffs. So, I gotta lean on the Lightning here. We're gonna take Tampa Bay over the New York Islanders, but I'm going to give the Islanders credit here because that's a very good hockey team. I think this series goes the distance. I'm going to take Tampa Bay, but I'm going to take them in seven games. So once again, without knowing the series odds, I can't say one way or the other whether I would make a series bet on this series. Look, if Tampa Bay is favored anything under minus 200 I'll probably take it because those are pretty decent odds like even if you get like a minus 180 or a minus 185 somewhere in that range I get the feeling it's going to be higher than that because of how far apart the seedings were here and I don't think Vegas will give the Islanders enough credit so look if it's if it's a big number I'm not going to take it but if you get it somewhere under minus 200 so like again minus 180 minus 185 somewhere in that range I'd probably take it but I won't be able to say until I actually see the number and once again once we have the number I'll throw it in the YouTube comments down below but definitely taking the lightning to win the series and taking the lightning in seven Let's go over to the Western Conference now. The number one seeded Vegas Golden Knights, 11 and 4 in these playoffs, taking on the number three seeded Dallas Stars, only sitting at 9 and 7. Very brief season series here belonged to the Dallas Stars. They did not lose in regulation to the Vegas Golden Knights this season. They have a win, and they also had an overtime loss back in, I think, December. Dallas outscoring Vegas just 6-5 to five in those two games. It is 5.5 goals a game, so we probably will see at least some fireworks in this series. Now, this is a series we do have betting odds on. Vegas minus 220. That's quite a bit to lay as the favorite. Dallas plus 190 coming into this series. So if you're a real believer in the Dallas Stars, like one particular gun toter was in my Twitter comments yesterday, if you really believe in Dallas, you're getting a pretty good number there at plus 190. In terms of goal scoring, you've seen a lot of offense from these two teams in these playoffs. The Golden Knights, 49 goals from 16 different goal scorers. So obviously a huge depth of scoring from the Vegas Golden Knights. Alex Tuck leading the way with eight of those 49 goals. The Dallas Stars, not to be outdone, 53 goals in 16 games from 14 different goal scorers. And up at the top, Denis Gurianov and Joe Pavelski with eight goals each so far in these playoffs. They've done some great things. On the goaltending side, uh, Robin Leonard has certainly taken over the crease for the Vegas Golden Knights. Really interesting to see what they're going to do there in the offseason. Could there be a possibility where they try to trade Marc-Andre Fleury out of town if they decide Robin Leonard is their guy and they want to pay him? Robin Leonard and Marc-Andre Fleury in these playoffs have combined 
to stop 336 of 368 shots. The Vegas Golden Knights have been head and shoulders the best defensive team left in these playoffs, only to give up 368 shots against in 15 games. They are doing their job in their own end. And it's also resulted in a 913 save percentage for their goaltending tandem, which is not out of this world like it has been with Vasilevsky and the combination of Varlamov and Grice, but it's still pretty good. When you look on the other side of this equation, not so much. And this is where I had one very, 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 very angry little boy in my Twitter comments yesterday. Story time. So when Dallas beat the Avalanche, I tweeted that like, hey, Full props to the stars, and that much I still believe in. And I said, maybe I should stop taking them so lightly. And then when I sat down and looked at the advanced stats, I said, no, no, I, I, I rescind this opinion. You know, Dallas is lucky to be here. And they are. They're lucky to be this far. And I said, this team is a slightly better version of the Toronto Maple Leafs. And this is what I mean in saying that. So, the goaltending combination of Anton Kudobin, who has definitely taken over this crease, and Ben Bishop, have stopped 473 pucks so far in these playoffs. And I'm going to stop right there, because 473 saves is more saves than any other goaltender or goaltending tandem have faced shots so far in these playoffs we'll go back vasilevsky 418 shots against varlamov and grice 431 shots against leonard and flurry 368 shots against kudobin and bishop 473 saves that doesn't count the ones that they haven't stopped and there have been plenty that they haven't stopped kudobin and bishop 473 saves on 526 shots against in 16 games. Two big problems here. Number one, that's only an 899 save percentage. That's not good in the AHL, much less the NHL, much less the Western Conference Final. The second problem is that's 33 shots against per game which is just following a trend from the regular season. The Dallas Stars played rope-a-dope all season long. All season long, and pretty well all season long, were able to score their way out of trouble. And that's what I mean when I say they're a slightly better version of the Toronto Maple Leafs. Because this is a team in Dallas that very clearly does not care about defense. Has good defensemen, doesn't care about defense, and those are two very different things. And as far as I'm concerned, look, Kudobin has played fine. I think on his own, Kudobin's like a 907, which is like, okay, that's good for the AHL. That's borderline acceptable in the NHL. So he's sort of done his job, but not to the point if you're going to be a team that's just going to try to rope-a-dope your way to the Stanley Cup. I just don't think that's going to work. 
I'm sure you're going to kind of get the sense of where I'm going with this, but let's finish off with the advanced stats because this is what I looked at when, and I said, oh man, okay. So Corsi, Fenwick, and PDO, which once again, they're not the be-all end-all, but they've served me quite well in these predictions so far, sitting at eight and four with three perfect uh, series predictions. On the Corsi scale, the Vegas Golden Knights, a 10.8% advantage over the Dallas Stars so far in these playoffs. That is a massive possession advantage. And when you go over to the Fenwick scale, it only gets larger, 11.2% advantage for the Vegas Golden Knights. They will have no problem possessing the puck in this series, getting their zone entries. Vegas does these things incredibly well. And Dallas just is not on that same level. PDO is pretty much a wash. The Stars have a slight advantage in terms of puck luck at 0.4%. So here's why the Dallas Stars are screwed. In the first round, they played the Calgary Flames. A team with good defensemen, but not a team that is predicated on its defense. They were outscored over the regular season, I think 215 to 210. So they gave up more goals than they scored in the regular season. Dallas was able to score their way out of any kind of trouble against Calgary and beat the Flames. Dallas then played Colorado, a team with obviously a really dynamic, excellent offense, not necessarily the greatest defensive team in the world. Certainly helped that they got to play against Colorado's second and third string goaltenders, even though all due respect to Michael Hutchinson, he certainly did not lose that series for Colorado, as I mentioned in Twitter, or on Twitter, I should say, to the very, very angry boy in my comments. But look, not a team in Colorado that is predicated on playing defense. They're a team that's predicated on scoring four goals a night because you have these incredible offensive players, and then holding the fort. Colorado's perfectly happy to win their games 4-3. In the Vegas Golden Knights, the Dallas Stars are playing a team that is just as happy winning their games 2-1. to one. And that's the first team that they have played in these playoffs, these actual playoffs, these actual games that mattered since apparently none of the teams in the round robin took it particularly seriously. This is the first time they will have to play in a series against a team that is predicated on defense. Yes, Dallas beat them in the regular season. I'm not saying Dallas can't beat them. I'm saying Dallas will actually win a couple of games in this series because Dallas is not a bad hockey team. Dallas just does not play a style of game that is conducive to beating a team like the Vegas Golden Knights. They just don't. I I'm sorry if I'm making enemies in Dallas. Hate to break it to you, Vegas going back to the Stanley Cup final. I'm taking the Golden Knights here. I'm going to take Vegas in six. I think Dallas wins a couple games in this series. Dallas is not a bad hockey team. I just don't think they play the type of game to beat Vegas. And that's what it is. We're going to take Vegas in six. Now, in terms of those betting odds, that minus 220, I just think that's a little too juicy for me. Dallas has beaten teams in these playoffs that I didn't think they'd beat. So that door is certainly open. I don't think I'll be making a series bet on this one. If it was under that minus 200, if it was a little bit better odds, I'd probably bite. But I don't think I'll personally bite on this one. So I'm not going to make a series bet in Vegas-Dallas. I do feel like Vegas wins the series in six games, but I won't be taking that minus 220. 
There you go, folks. Those are my predictions in the Eastern and Western Conference best of seven finals. I've got the Tampa Bay Lightning, the number two seed in the Eastern Conference, beating the number six, actually number seven seeded New York Islanders in a full seven game series. Tampa goes to represent the Eastern Conference to the Stanley Cup Final, joined by the number one seed in the West, the Vegas Golden Knights. I've got Vegas in six over the Dallas Stars. Vegas goes to their second Stanley Cup Final in however many years they've been in existence. Three, four? It's pretty darn incredible. So, Tampa and Vegas, that's my Stanley Cup final. What's your Stanley Cup final? Let me know that in the comments section below. Also, again, please chime in on the conversation we had a little bit earlier about my Con Smythe nominees. Who do you have nominated for the Con Smythe? Who do you think is the best coach? remaining in these four teams again i'm certainly putting my weight behind barry trotz in that conversation but i'm curious to know that as well that's it for me justin bridgewater's finest on youtube blockbuster underscore guy on twitter and stay tuned not only are we fueled by nerd tees sponsored by nerd tees but stay tuned in the next 48 hours probably significantly less than that my week one NFL predictions are going to be here, they're going to be real, they're going to be live, and they're spectacular.